0: You run the ads on LinkedIn. You bring the right people to your website to read the blog post. You've dropped a Facebook pixel on your blog post so you know when somebody came there, you can then continue the advertising on Facebook. And that's so powerful because it solves a really big problem for entrepreneurs.
1: This is Chris Reynolds, and welcome to the Entrepreneur House podcast. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for six and seven figure entrepreneurs creating events and retreats all over the world. Picture yourself spending four weeks with other high level entrepreneurs in the northern mountains of Thailand this coming October and November 2017. It will be full of masterminds, workshops, advisors, like minded entrepreneurs, and of course, some fun. Fun adventure. If you're ready to take your business to the next level with other successful entrepreneurs, be sure to apply at theentrepreneurhouse.com. On today's episode, we are joined by entrepreneur Judy Schram. Judy runs a full-service social media marketing agency called ProResource. ProResource works with individual senior executives and entrepreneurs to maximize the potential of their social media profiles. During the show, Judy dives into the powerful social media platform, LinkedIn. There are many entrepreneurs that have created very successful businesses from just using LinkedIn, and Judy shares why 95% of the time, ProResource focuses just on this platform. She will share some tips on creating a high-quality profile, what type of business are benefiting from LinkedIn, and she discusses using LinkedIn ads for marketing. This is where Judy mentions something very powerful. She discusses using LinkedIn ads to layer or use for Facebook advertising, meaning that one can target their avatars using LinkedIn and use the same targeting for Facebook to reduce time and cost while increasing results. If you are into LinkedIn or not, this is a great episode to learn from and why it's a good idea to check it out sooner than later. Without further ado, let's welcome Judy to the show. Welcome, Judy, to the podcast. How are you today?
0: I am great. It is a pleasure to be here.
1: It is a pleasure to have you on the show. I believe you said you're calling in from Virginia, USA today. Is that correct?
0: That is correct. It is a beautiful, sunny day here.
1: Very nice. I think you're the first person on the show calling in from Virginia, so welcome and glad (laughs) to have you.
0: (laughs) I will represent.
1: All right. Well, Judy, we want to hop into the meat of the show and learn more about you And so if you just don't mind sharing your background with us.
0: Sure. Um, So I run a social media marketing agency called ProResource. And it's an unusual kind of agency because where most agencies focus on helping companies and brands promote themselves, we work with individual executives, typically senior executives, vice presidents, and um, entrepreneurs who are looking for help creating a strong social media presence, and then using social media to advance their business goals. We've been around for 10 years, and, um, and I have a team of 15.
1: Excellent. And you said half of them are virtual and half of them are at an office. That's correct. Can I ask you why you decided to do that?
0: Well, it's, um, it, it's interesting. When we first envisioned having the business, we, we thought it would be all virtual. Mm-hmm. but uh but, what we found was that there was actually a lot of value in having people together in the office that people learned from each other, and we had these kind of serendipitous conversations that that were really advantageous both for our processes and for our clients and and everybody enjoyed hanging out together and so uh, so that's where it came from.
1: Do you have any? let's say, team-building exercises or events that you guys do in in the office?
0: It's almost like you've looked at Facebook for us. Um, (laughs) Yes, actually, actually we have yoga in the office. We have a yoga um, yogi come to the office once a week and hold a practice. That's been very good for team-building. So our our team is almost all female, and it's – you know the the office is very uh female oriented and so we have a lot of things that are just fun we um you know we have the weekly yoga we celebrate birthdays with uh, cake and and work anniversaries and all kinds of things like that.
1: you know it's really great to see um, as a lot of companies move more virtual and move to the more remote type of business. I think there's still a lot of value for those companies that do want to have an office in a, a location. And I, it's really neat to see that more and more offices and businesses that have offices are creating this type of community environment, you know, where there's yoga and people know each other personally and, and celebrate birthdays together. So I think that's really cool.
0: It's been, it's been important to us, and it's, it's been part of the value that we provide to our team members.
1: I'm kind of curious. Did you intend on creating an environment with more females as opposed to males?
0: Yes, actually. I, I, that was part of the vision for the business. Mm-hmm. Is So I have five kids, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, so that means I know a lot of moms, right, probably thousands of moms. And I saw a lot of women who were dropping out of the workforce, and it was, um, you know, it was interesting. It was mo- a lot of high-powered women because, you know, when you're working 60 hours a week, 80 hours a week, I think these are people who really felt, you know, they wanted to be the very best. And, and you know, when you're working 60 hours a week or, or more and you have little kids, it's just hard to be the best at, at anything, mm-hmm. much less everything. And so... Um, you know, I saw a lot of people who just said, well, you know what, if, if I have to choose, I'm choosing the kids. And, it, you know, the, the thing is, that's a lot of brain power that, mm-hmm. you know, that's not being fully utilized. And so what I wanted to do was to create a company that gave people the benefits that they get from work that, you know, had interesting part time jobs with flexible hours, where you could still have a career path, and where you could have a work family and all the things that you love about work, but just on a scale that worked for somebody who was doing other things that mattered too. And and so that was the vision from the beginning, and, and that's what we've built.
1: So Judy, let's jump into your business. I'd love to learn more. I know you're helping CEOs and senior executives set up their their, their profiles on social media and give them a very professional brand so to speak so I'm kind of curious on a couple things why you chose this niche specifically and then we can talk about you know some of the strategies that you use through LinkedIn and Facebook and other social media platforms so let's start there why why did you decide to focus on this niche for this business
0: so it came out of of the work that I had done before where I was running a uh, a marketing agency, a full service agency that specialized in working with small software companies, and um, and one of the things that um, I realized about LinkedIn that that kind of brought us over there to experiment with it was that it solved a lot of the problems that small technology companies have. It um, it provided us with a way to create very targeted. Uh, Prospecting databases and um, and to have a database that um, that could be changed, right? So you wouldn't have to spend necessarily five thousand dollars to buy a list, and and then you know two months later when you decide you really want to focus on a different industry, you have to or a different niche, you have to you know buy another database, and 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 not only that, the you know as soon as you buy a database, it goes out of out of date mm-hmm. it starts going out of date instantly but LinkedIn people keep up to date for you so you have you know this living breathing prospecting place where you can um, you know that's automatically kept up to date for you and where you can uh, introduce yourself to people you can stay in touch with them you can educate them you can build the relationship and and do, you know, the kind of marketing nurturing that we believe in. So we started doing this probably about five years ago. And we just fell in love with using LinkedIn for this. And um, over the years, the past couple of years, we've focused more and more of our business on LinkedIn to the point where about 95% right now is LinkedIn.
1: I know there's a whole, I guess you could call it genre or movement of people that just absolutely loved LinkedIn. I I never got into LinkedIn. (laughs) I never got into Twitter either. Actually, I was just Facebook all the time and I'm still Facebook all the time, but I do have profiles on each social media platform. And the reason I do that is just so I don't divide my time up too much. I'd like to know maybe a couple things and maybe you addressed a bit of this already, but... For those entrepreneurs out there, businesses out there, say they have a a good solid Facebook platform or a good solid Twitter platform, what would be some advantages of creating a solid foundation on LinkedIn if things are going well already on another platform?
0: Well, so the first one is that LinkedIn is a better place to tell your story. So if you think about Facebook and uh, and Twitter, they're they're more news feed oriented than anything else. True. That's the the focus, right? And so you constantly see news and events, but you don't have the opportunity to really tell a a, a coherent, rich story, the same way you do on LinkedIn. And so, especially for individual executives, again, as opposed to brands or companies, but for individuals the personal story that narrative is really compelling and linkedin gives you a very useful way to tell a complex story you know if you have a patent for example you know how are you going to see that on facebook right it's um it, it's just it's a it's a stronger story and you can tell it very quickly with the images with your header graphic with your summary and then you can talk about your your where you, how your expertise developed you know and then how you're putting it to work you can pe- you can see recommendations people can see who you know that they know it's it's a snapshot but it's a very rich one
1: for the most part linkedin is all completely professional
0: it's it's a way to connect socially with people you care about professionally that's a so, great way to put it <laughs> You know, you still like and comment and share just like you do on Facebook. But you're you know, you're not talking about where somebody went on vacation or what you had for lunch. You're you're talking about this new marketing strategy or a a new way of financing your business or, you know, some new changing crowdfunding.
1: What are some tips, Judy, that you recommend your clients do to their profiles to make them high quality and, and very attractive?
0: Um, well, the first one is the way you think about your profile. So what you want to think about is what can you tell people that that they need to know? And, and so part of it is where did your expertise come from? You know, how did you get to where you are? And then another part of it is how can you make them feel that they know you, like you, and trust you? and and so that you know those those are the things that you want to embed in the in the profile and then you also want to do some things in there that set you apart so as an example one of our clients has a skill of awesomeness <laughs> <laughs> okay. and and um you know um michael smith who we both know has lists of the places he's lived and the places the countries he's visited and the languages he speaks you know and and those really set him apart.
1: I think you mentioned that you were doing about ninety five percent or so of the business on LinkedIn, and you do a little bit of Facebook too correct
0: We do so most of the work that we do for our clients it it starts with the profile, but mm-hmm. then we step into blogging for them and and then leveraging LinkedIn's ad platform and So, uh, we use Facebook's ad platform as well. And, uh, one of the cool things we do is we can layer the ads. So if, if you start with the, the understanding that LinkedIn, LinkedIn's ads give you a way to reach people who have specific job titles. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you sell to CFOs, or if you sell to vice presidents of sales or to HR directors. Right? LinkedIn is a much better place to advertise typically than Facebook because you're you know, it's designed to reach people by job. Um however, LinkedIn ads are more expensive than Facebook's. And so uh with Facebook you could you know you're targeting by interests and behaviors and you can do some job targeting but um, for the most part it's, it's more interests and behaviors. However, if you take the LinkedIn ads, you start with LinkedIn ads, so say for example you've got a blog post that is designed to um, educate people about a particular service that you offer and you run the ads on LinkedIn, you bring the right people to your website to read the blog post, You've dropped a Facebook pixel on your blog post, so you know when somebody came there, you can then continue the advertising on Facebook. And and that's so powerful because it solves a really big problem for entrepreneurs, which is, I got these people to my website, but they didn't sign up for anything. Right? How do I keep marketing to them? Well, with the Facebook pixel, you can do that. And so... So with the LinkedIn ads, you're bringing the exact audience you want, but then you continue it in a cheaper way, you know, where you can get more impressions at a lower cost on Facebook.
1: Now, I know Facebook ads pretty well. and We've had quite a few people talk about Facebook ads here on the podcast, but uh, nobody's talked about uh, LinkedIn ads. So I'm glad we're addressing this. What have you found is, is kind of the learning curve process with LinkedIn ads? So f- for Facebook, you're, I'm sure, familiar with it. A lot of times people have to dish out a few grand before things start to kind of change for them. And so I'm curious if LinkedIn ads is similar
0: so it it is similar it you know linkedin is is one of the simplest platforms for doing ads okay so you know if you think about AdWords as the most complex and then Facebook is you know catching up quickly, mm-hmm. so you know a lot of options and a, a lot of fine tuning that goes into it uh, LinkedIn is uh, kind of the the baby of the of the group. Um, which means it is actually very easy to get started. The the trick is, you know, again, like with anything else, there's a learning curve. You have to figure out what works. And um, so the, you know, the kind of ad that we see work most effectively on LinkedIn is the sponsored content ads where you're taking content, you've created blog posts, webinars, white papers, um you know, any kind of articles or educational material, and then you're putting it into the news feed of the exact people you want to reach. That's that's the most effective.
1: I'm kind of curious, what businesses do you think could benefit highly from LinkedIn ads?
0: Anybody who's targeting a, a business-to-business market where they're selling to professionals and executives, so the kind of people who would look for a job on LinkedIn are very reachable on LinkedIn. Mm. It's um, you know there's some professions that are underrepresented, right? So you know personal trainers and bartenders and restaurant managers, you know people like that. If they if they're not looking for a job on LinkedIn, they're probably not on LinkedIn.
1: Yeah, that but, makes
0: sense. Yeah, but half of all the professionals and executives on the planet are on LinkedIn. That's so.
1: True. How many people are on LinkedIn nowadays?
0: Uh, 467
1: million. <laughs> you know that number very well. <laughs> <laughs> now, you also mentioned something very interesting when we were talking earlier that you find the majority of your clients are generally in their 30s or early 40s. Is that correct?
0: It is. It is.
1: And you thought, you thought that originally you might target with this business professionals and CEOs and senior executives that are a bit older. Can you share a little bit why you think your business has worked out really well for this niche?
0: Um, Well, what we think it is, is that uh, people who are younger understand the value of social media. So, you know, people who are in their 20s grew up with social media. They, Mm -hmm. you know, by and large, they know how to use it. When, when we're coaching them, typically, the only thing we're, we're coaching them on is, is how to do it strategically and, and how to make Accounts they built up in college work appropriate. <laughs> oh. But um, <laughs> but for people who are in their 30s and early 40s, they see the power of social media, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, they didn't grow up with it. And and so they want to use it, but, you know, they're not necessarily sure how. And, you know, they've got a business to run, so they don't have time to fully immerse themselves in learning something like this that is so time-consuming and changes constantly.
1: You mentioned something that I found really interesting that I think the listeners might like is that you said you help the younger generations of professionals take a college account or an account they had maybe throughout high school and their youth and make it professional. So I'm curious if you could share some tips about how to go through that process because you know, everybody on their personal page has those pictures they don't want their employer to see. <laughs> and so, right. How do you walk your clients through that process?
0: Well, so it's easiest on Twitter, right, where you can simply change the kinds of things that you're talking about. And, it, um, you know, the old stuff kind of falls off, you know. And mm-hmm. when people come and look, they look at what you're doing now. I mean, it's, Twitter is a very immediate platform. Uh, with Facebook, you know, again, you know, you can push things down on your page and a lot of people are not going to go that far back.
1: True.
0: The, you know, the trick is to, you know, s- segment your audience on Facebook and, you know, post things that, you know, control permissions, control who can see what. Um, on on, uh, Sometimes on Twitter and Instagram, the answer is actually, though, to Create a separate work account yeah, and, and, you know, keep the account with your friends and do whatever you want there and uh, just make sure you're keeping things work appropriate on the other one.
1: This is actually kind of a serious thing for a lot of people that want to get jobs out in the professional world today because from what I hear, you know, employers will have an interview and then... One of the first things they do is check the interviewees' social media profiles, and sometimes they'll see things on there that just doesn't make them want to hire that person.
0: They look at social media before they interview. You don't even get the interview unless you pass the test.
1: The social media test. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There should be a website. like, Does your social media profile pass the employer test?
0: (laughs) I'm sure somebody can build that.
1: Yep, I'm sure they will. Where do you think LinkedIn is headed in the next, like, five to ten years, especially for professionals and executives?
0: Well, actually, Microsoft has been pretty clear about what they have planned. Yeah. They're, um, they're integrating LinkedIn with Outlook and with Dynamics CRM so that when you send somebody an email or, you know, when they send you an email, your LinkedIn profile is going to be one click away. Um, and so it is your professional presence, uh, moving forward. And, it, you know, they're also building, uh, it, artificial intelligence in so that what they're, um, what they're thinking about doing is if they see you building a, um, a PowerPoint, for example, about entrepreneurship, they might say, um, Hey, Chris is a guy you should talk to because he's an expert in this area. And that, and that would come from your LinkedIn profile.
1: That sounds really cool, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, yes. I think maybe I need to redo you my Beef my up link, that profile. profile.
0: <laughs> You've got a great photo on the profile.
1: Thank you very much. That's my my it's my podcast picture. photo. Yeah, it's a photo for all of my social media nowadays. Anything else, Judy, that you'd just like to share with the listeners?
0: I think just you know, use LinkedIn for entrepreneurs. Uh, I have a lot of entrepreneurs tell me, well, LinkedIn doesn't matter to me because I'm not looking for a job. But you know, LinkedIn is where investors go to learn more about you. Uh, Your employees go there to check you out. Media, anybody who's interviewing you is going to go look at your profile and um, business partners are going to look at it. And so you can use that profile and your social media activity to control the story to give people the information you want them to have about you before you have a conversation. And and when you do that, it makes your conversations deeper and richer, more useful and more meaningful.
1: Mm, I like that. Judy, I think we're going to wrap the podcast up there. If the listeners want to reach out to you and learn more about what you have going on, where's the best place they can do that at?
0: Uh, So our website is ProResource.com, and it has all kinds of resources. We'll give you a free LinkedIn profile audit. There's a LinkedIn Hall of Fame where you can get ideas from other great profiles. And um, and you can email me at Judy at ProResource.com, J-U-D-Y.
1: Judy, we have to give you a huge thank you for coming on the show and sharing all your wisdom with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us. It's my pleasure, Chris. And listeners, we're going to wrap up there. Thank you once again for tuning in to the show. We'll see you all on the next podcast episode. And goodbye, everybody. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for six- and seven-figure entrepreneurs. Imagine spending an extended period of time with other successful entrepreneurs working together and growing your business. Day-to-day, you interact with other driven and smart business people. Spending an extended period of time around them alters your business and your mentality around business. Goals are set, business grows, new partnerships develop, greater profit margins are achieved, the productivity skyrockets for attendees, and you get to have an incredible adventure while doing it. Doing it. This year, our main event will be held in Chiang Mai, Thailand. It is four weeks from October 26th to November 24th and held for six and seven-figure entrepreneurs only. It will be full of workshops, masterminds, advisors, co-working, and fun weekend social events. Be sure to check out the details at theentrepreneurhouse.com as soon as possible. This event will fill up fast. For those of you that are interested and have some questions, be sure to contact us through theentrepreneurhouse.com forward slash contact. We will respond as soon as possible. For now, saludos from somewhere in the world.